Hey, Race to Rise fam. We're Rhonda and Renee, and we're back with a dose of R&R. And this week's episode is being recorded from our homes separately, social distancing. Um, and it's live from lockdown. Yeah, I know. I mean, I hope everyone's staying safe, staying at home, washing their hands. It's crazy. I haven't seen you, Rondette, since March the 12th. Yeah, so almost a month. And that's wild because typically we're at work together. We're grabbing our coffee or hot chocolate to vent, to talk, to catch up. So this might be the longest we haven't seen each other in forever. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, Um, girl. How are you? I am so much better now. So I will try to get through this podcast without coughing. But if I do, forgive me (laughs) to everyone that's listening. I'm trying to chug some water in between speaking. Um, But I am I am good. So I as of March 13th, it was a Friday came home from work. Um, Typical Friday came in, you know, walked home, jumped in the shower. And I started getting terrible headaches around 8pm just blinding headaches. I felt like someone had bashed my head in a wall. It was terrible. So I didn't think anything of it. I jumped in the shower, got ready for bed. And I was just like, you know, maybe it's allergies or something. Let me go to sleep. And I woke up that Saturday morning and had a fever. So I had a fever for about, I would say roughly 55 or so hours. I was checking it every hour and kind of writing it down. Thank goodness one of my best friends back home and my aunt are nurses. And so they were on me like glue. (laughs) sorry for the cough um but my fever peaked at 103.7 um so between the headaches and the fever I had extreme fatigue for about two to three days after that couldn't work that entire week um and I had a cough that started on like day five or six oh my goodness yeah so I am what they kind of dub a presumptive positive because they weren't testing here at the time in London. So my guidance from about three different doctors was like, just assume that you have coronavirus, like assume you have it, isolate immediately. Um, And it was scary. I mean, I live alone. Yeah. I live alone. I'm far from family. Um, So I would say my symptoms all kind of came at different phases. Like I got a sore throat on day four, you know, cough on day five. I have really bad asthma since I was a child. So um, I couldn't figure out what was happening with the cough. I was like, is the cough allergies? Is it my asthma? Is it hay fever? What's happening? Is it coronavirus? Um, So I have finally kicked a lingering cough after about 15 days of this lingering cough. I couldn't go, I couldn't go a minute and not cough. Um, So I finally kicked the cough. Um, I had to get on steroids, respiratory steroids for five days. So Look, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed. Um, and I will get immunity testing done on uh, at some point during this week to just make sure that um, I'm somewhat immune to whatever strand this is. Wow. Like, girl, that's my story. No, Me and Ms. my Rona goodness. Is hanging out. <laughs> I know. Like, this is crazy, right? Because I think, you know, it's only, what, been a couple of weeks since more and more countries have been having an important forcing lockdowns. Yeah. But it's like, you know, first, thank you for even being so personal and sharing your story, because I think sometimes people are still thinking this is abstract, right? And yeah, here you are, you're young, you're active, you're fit, you know, <laughs> outside of having asthma, you don't quote unquote yeah. fit the the narrative of mm-hmm. someone that we were told previously who would have coronavirus, right? I think a lot of people just saw this as an old person's disease or, you know, some people may have thought it was just in Asia, 
or yeah. Italy and yeah. Iran, but it was isolated. Here you are people are like, "This can't happen to me. Like, I'm I'm fine, right? This won't this won't happen to me or or my loved one." Yeah, no, I know. I mean, my my stepfather he lost two people. One was a, a personal friend of his who lives in wow. New York, wow. um, and his second cousin's daughter. Both of them in New York, and they passed away. You know, a few my days goodness. ago. One of my really, really, really good friends, you know, she lost her grandma, um, I want to say a week and a half ago. And then mm. another dear friend of mine has lost um, her cousin and her cousin's father. So, you know, just so everyone's clear, at some point, you may be impacted by this directly or indirectly. And I really, really hope that, you know, you are staying at home and only going out where you absolutely fundamentally have to go and leave yeah. your house, right? And um, that doesn't vary much across the globe. Like I know for us here in London, you know, it's I think an hour exercise a day or maybe it's 30 minutes. Um, parks are still open here, though we predict they may close soon because it's finally nice and sunny. It's about 70 degrees in London today and people are wilding out, and, yeah. you know, in the park. Like you told me they were grilling and whatnot. Um, so I think we're restricted to exercise, prescription medication, or, you know, picking up necessary medication, um, and kind of whatever else is deemed essential, like getting groceries. Like for me, today's day 23, and I've only been out, I think, four times, um, whether it's to pick up medicine or, um, thankfully I had stockpiled groceries ahead of time, like a really dear friend of mine had brought over some. Um, so yeah, I've just been learning how to like be solo, but I think to your point, of the impact that it may have on people. It, it Sometimes it's like even beyond like the physical impact, which I think is like critical, obviously, like losing someone or knowing someone who's lost someone. One of my good friends is a doctor. Her dad just got out of the hospital um, yesterday, I think. Um, so that, that was like a super scary time for her as well. But I think in addition, people are just feeling the impact in so many other ways, whether it's mentally, financially. I have friends who are entrepreneurs whose, you know, businesses have been, you know, ground to a halt because yeah. they can't physically be, you know, where they need to be to deliver their goods or their service, you know. So I yeah, think definitely. coming out of this, we're all going to be impacted in some way. Definitely. There's loads of impacts on that. I mean, my stepsister was supposed to get married in Jamaica you know, end of March. Um, obviously her wedding was canceled because Jamaica from the 16th of March basically said no weddings, no funerals with more than 10 people. And, mm. you know, for Jamaica to take such a strong stance, seeing as how its economy largely depends on tourism, mm. you know, it just shows you that countries are taking these stances even at the detriment of their, you know, economy. Their GDP, gross domestic yes. product. Um, and so, yeah, like, my my stepsisters canceled her wedding. My cousins canceled her wedding in May. Um, I'm really fortunate. I know you guys who have since joined us from day one. You know, Nev and I, we had placed an offer on a property in December. Things typically take a while to close in England when you're buying a property. So, you know, we were going back and forth on the valuation. And literally on Friday, the 13th of March, we exchanged and what that means is you've basically signed a contract to say like we are buying this property mm -hmm. and if we don't fail if we fail to do that you know you risk losing not only your deposit but also like being sued now obviously we agreed on the completion to be uh this past friday 
uh, the 3rd of April, but obviously like the entire UK is on lockdown. So that was very nerve wracking because, you know, at the end of the day, like moving right now per the UK government is not essential, but Mm -hmm. contractually we are required to see it from start to finish. So that was a bit stressful, but it's just one of those things you, you can't control, you know, yeah. the entire world is collapsing, equity markets are crashing, and I've just signed up to a 30-year mortgage. So, oh. you know. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Like, if we were to focus on the good part, <laughs> congratulations to you and Nev on your first home. Thank um, you. you. know, these are these are unpredictable times. I know we were talking about this home for so long. Since, since I've known you, this has been a dream of yours, right? So, yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's so important for us to relish in these milestones as well, because, goodness, like... I think the uncertainty of not knowing, and we talk about being planners all the time, right? Like yeah. we're kind of type A, we're kind of planners. Like I'm, you know, I'm an organizer um, and just the uncertainty of like, oh, it's not going to be finished on April 30th. Oh, okay. But what about May 31st? Like there's no answer, right? Yeah. You know, the uncertainty of that, you know, it's just making sure you really appreciate and relish some of these milestones because life, life keeps on ticking, right? No, that life does keep on ticking. And it's funny because, you know, you, you think, okay, well, fine, you, you complete. So thank you for that. And thank you for everyone who's been on the journey um, online, offline. But then, but then you think about logistics, like, oh, furniture. And so obviously <laughs> we, we ordered furniture, but obviously with the lockdown, that's at a standstill. <laughs> so they've halted production. And so really grateful that we had a really nice, a seller who just took to us, you know, and he actually left behind furniture for us and appliances for us. And so, yeah, I mean, I think one thing I can say with all of this, just, you know, to your point about us being planners, is that this global pandemic, which is what it is, it really is humbling because it shows that no matter where you are in the food chain, this is so outside of our control. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that, you know, people will have a heightened emotional intelligence and emotional mm-hmm. awareness and appreciation for people who really are the lifeline of the economy, like the nurses. Shout out to the nurses, you know, my yep. mom, the nurse, the educators, like your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, police officers, the firemen, the emergency drivers, bus drivers, the, doctors, the, bus drivers, the yep. grocery packers. You know, there's so many people that we kind of overlook and take for granted. But when the football games aren't happening, the movies aren't being filmed, the concerts aren't happening, they are the lifeline. And yeah. so it's just, I, I think I've seen more people be gracious yes. during this time because yes. people have finally have accepted, like, it doesn't matter how many plans you have, at a flick of a switch, it it's can over. all go the other way. Yeah, absolutely. I was supposed to be in Cuba next week. Like I was literally, so I was supposed to be getting my hair braided yesterday. I was yeah. supposed to be, you know, getting a wax today. And I was supposed to be on a plane to New York to just stop overnight, see my family and fly to Cuba for Easter. Not happening, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I guess, I guess that leads us to, to coping. Like, how are we coping? So, you know, lockdown shorty Renee, <laughs> I know you are <laughs> an extrovert. I am a what I call a painful introvert, but I should probably take out the painful part from it. Um, I've been in lockdown a week longer. So, you know, tell me, tell us, how you coping, girl? 
No, I, you know what, girl? I'm not going to lie. It's been hard. And, you know, shout out to to Nev who, who realizes it because he's an introvert. And mm-hmm. he's like, this is great. I love mm-hmm. working from home. Um, whereas me, like, I feed off of people. And so it has been harder because mm-hmm. I just like to turn around and ask someone on my team their thoughts if I'm thinking about something. And now it's like, okay, I'll talk to myself or I'll do a Zoom video. Um, like you said, you and I would be like having girl, girl, let's get girl, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we're just doing that through WhatsApp. So that's mm-hmm. a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like it, it has been hard. And, um, you know, you, you do have a little bit of anxiety because, you know, parents are older. Yes. Um, grandparents are older. You know, it would be nothing in any normal time if I needed to go home to Miami I could do it and now I'm like I can't and so I'm constantly yeah. praying to be like yeah can you just make sure everything's okay yeah I think that's the part that's giving me angst as well it's like I don't mind rules and kind of like guidelines right because you know I'm okay with authority to some extent but I think it's the you know my dad is about to be 80 my mom is in her 60s they're both retired they live separately um And, you know, they live solo. And the idea that, you know, if something were to happen, I can't physically get to them. And then if I do somehow get to the U.S., then I have to be in quarantine again. It's like, 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 it sounds like the shock of panic through you, right? 100%. Um, I think think as an introvert, you know, minus not feeling well, the first, because I'm going on week four now, I would say the first two weeks, were a freaking dream. I was like, this is amazing. I'm in my house. I don't have to be at this party. I don't have to be at this meetup. I don't have to be at this bar. I don't have to be in this physical meeting right now. Because, you know, conversely, I get my energy from, you know, preserving my energy, even though I love being around people. My job is about people. But I do love me some good downtime. But I think by the time I hit kind of the middle of week three, sorry, got to call up one second. (laughs) By the time I hit the middle of week three, you start to crave that human interaction because I think there's this misconception that just because we're introverts, we don't, we're hermits and we just don't like people, but it's really, it's really like we need to conserve our energy so we can give more to people. So what I've been doing is, um, you know, just a lot of FaceTime with my family back home. I have like two friends, loved ones that I'm competing with and some like online games, like words with friends or fightless. Um, I try to set up a routine. So I got a pretty big whiteboard um, delivered where I map out, you know, 10 minutes of journaling every day, 15 minutes of reading every day, 20 minutes of working out inside every day. And I think that, you know, hitting two liters of water, deep conditioning my hair once a day, I mean, sorry, once a week, I think hitting those kind of milestones feels like a routine and it just kind of gets me through. And also I think, you know, creating boundaries as well, because I think with introverts, even if we're under these circumstances, we still like our me time, right? And so just because we're away and like physically distanced from people doesn't mean you can just like, bam, FaceTime us. (laughs) Like give us a heads up, say, hey, can we FaceTime? Can we talk at like three so that we can kind of like get our energy ready for that? But, you know, it's it's that time where you're kind of going from routine to ratchet, right, girl? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. (laughs) And I mean, kudos to you because I must admit, fam, I have not been as rigid. And I think it's, to be honest, just a lot of nerves with, can I get my keys to my house? Can I do Mm. this? Can I do that? So usually... I'm one of those people who's all about having lists and things like that. But to be mm-hmm. honest, I've, I've just been trying to preserve my sanity. And yeah. so, 
you know, unlike Rondette, who was, you know, on the nerdy side, I, I was on the <laughs> ratchet side. Um, shout out to Netflix with the content because Tiger King, wow. Tiger um, King, girl, I just, we need a whole episode on Tiger King. We do King. need a whole episode of Tiger King. I literally King. can't. But one thing I will say is um, sometimes you just need to have an outlet. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think now that the house is kind of sorted and now I know like, okay, I'm not going to get furniture in the near future, but I have a bed. You know, I have a chair to eat some food. I got a fridge, you know, little things that I'm like, that's great. I could have walked into an empty house. I think now I'm just going to try and get back into the swing of things. And, you know, what I do at work is very much regulatory driven. And I'm sure for those who who are close to the markets, you'll see that, you know, the regulators have been very pragmatic on things. So while work is still busy, obviously, um, we are getting some slack. So I, I think I'm trying to get back into my rhythm, but I will not lie and say that I started coding and started to bake and started TikTok dance moves. Yeah, girl, um. I'm not, I'm not, do- I'm not doing TikTok. Please don't make me do TikTok. Um, and I think that's okay though, right? Because I felt like once I got out of like that week where I was like really, really, really ill. Um, and this this illness takes, you know, sometimes two to three weeks if if you have a respiratory kind of pre existing condition. <coughs> Sorry, there you go with the cough. If you have that, that can go on for like they said, even weeks or months. But I think once I passed that really hard week, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need to finish my blog and I need to call Renee. We need to record like five episodes and I need to do this and I need to cross stitch and I'm going to perfect my Spanish. And I just had this list and I just felt so overwhelmed. And I was like, you know what? One of my goals is to come out of this, a better person, a better version of Ronzette. So whether that means I'm a bit more fit or I'm taking more time to like journal and write and connect with the things and the people I love, that's fine. But I'm not trying to come out of here, you know, with a cure for anything or, you know, like you said, learning how to code or do something that's just like completely out of my, or, you know, le- get on TikTok. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So I and think I, it's, it's okay to be kind to ourselves too. hundred percent. I think, I think that's the point. And, you know, one thing that I continue to do is like, I do like to read. Um, so, mm. you know, I didn't just, you know, binge on Netflix though. Tiger King, if you haven't watched it, please watch it. Only thing I can say is as usual, <laughs> Florida. I'm sorry. Girl, girl, we listen. always make it. We always somehow find our way in these in this madness. But that's I'm all I'm afraid for that whole state because because <laughs> exactly. y'all are the ones that were at spring break, spreading around coronavirus. Y'all y'all just got shut down a few days ago when New York, poor New York. My actually shout out to my hometown, New York. Like yes. love and prayers. Yo, know, love and prayers, prayers and blessings to my home state of New York. Um, the hardest hit in the United States of America and Governor Cuomo, you are the bomb.com. All right, I'm done. Back no, to Florida. Really <laughs> no, but it's true. But I think honestly, um, you know, I think everyone's going to handle this situation differently because we're all unique individuals and mm-hmm. it's genuinely okay not to be okay during this time, yeah. especially for those who live by themselves and the self-isolation, you know, that yeah. is real. You know, even though I'm married, you know, even my husband knows, like, I know Renee's struggling because mm-hmm. we're in a tiny one bed flat and this is just not my norm. My norm yeah. is I'm out and about, I'm volunteering at food cycle, I'm at brunches, I'm mm-hmm. at spas. And when you realize like everything's at a standstill, you can't just go and get your nails done. You can't go to the spa. You can't just meet yeah. up with a friend. 
you can't just, you know, go to um, Barry's boot camp. You know, you, you are fully restrictive. So it's genuinely okay if you have disappointments, if you had a wedding, if you had a trip to Cuba, if you had a high school reunion like I did. My 20-year high yeah. school reunion was supposed to happen in two weeks' time. Like, that's canceled, you know. Yeah. People it's okay to grieve. 18 months ago. Yeah. And so I... It's okay to grieve the loss. Like, yeah, loss of a baby 100%. shower a birthing plan, you know, loss, like you said, of a wedding or, you know, any of these kind of key events that you just never think will not happen, obviously. But yeah. it's okay to be, it's okay to be sad about that. You it know? really is. Especially like living in the UK, you know, where the culture is, you know, typically stiff upper lip, keep calm, mm-hmm. carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want everyone to know, like, it's fine. And I actually came across a really, really good article by this lady, Julia Samuels. She's a British psychotherapist and a pediatric counselor, and she specializes in grief. And Mm. she's been doing that for 25 years, working with bereaved families. And she wrote like five tips on coping with COVID-19. Please share, girl. Yeah. And so, I mean, it it was so, I, I just really liked how, one, the first thing she said is kind of what you and I have been saying. It's okay to be upset and you should acknowledge your frustration and your anger or your disappointment. Um, But then she kind of says, look, you know, as we're dealing with the new norm for now, the first thing she said is keep plans short term, right? Mm. Only plan for today and maybe the next few days. Like, don't look into the unknown future. And that's something that's like really hard Hard. because you and I both like to have like three months, six months, one year, five year, (laughs) 10 year plans. And thousand P. Right. So so that's number one. And that doesn't mean that's going to be forever. This is just our new norm for now. The second mm-hmm. thing she said is exercise. Now, again, for people who live in the UK, you know, I know how it is when it's sunny in the UK and we get really excited because there's only like 10 sunny days in the UK, but we can't <laughs> abuse this. Otherwise, they're probably going to gonna restrict lose it. any exercise. But yeah. exercise is very important. So I get why people want to get outside. It's an outlet. And everyone knows that any type of movement decreases the stress in your body. So mm-hmm. that's her second tip is to exercise. The third thing is breathing, right? Like sometimes just taking deep breaths just allows you to center your body. So she said, try after you exercise to breathe in for seven and breathe out for 11. I'm doing that right now, girl. Oops, right? Yeah. And it then the fourth good. one is treats yourself like it's okay to give yourself treats give yourself intentional treats um I know as many people are at home I've talked to some of my co-workers I'll leave them nameless but obviously being <laughs> not home, me <laughs> right obviously being home like you probably are having more wine you know like there's not much to do and that's cool but just try not to make that your default treat you know yeah. like I'm everything in moderation myself, Yeah, like I've made myself a lot more berry smoothies and, you know, just different treats just to keep the day going. And the last one, especially for those in isolation, connect with others, you know, whether it's online through video or just a plain phone call, because I'm not going to lie, I've tried with some of my family members who I'll leave nameless with the video (laughs) conferencing. But, you know, just just try to connect more with people, because as we've been saying, everyone's finding this, you know, really challenging. And everyone has something. Yeah, everyone's going through something. And so this is a bonus is, you know, ask yourself the question WTP, which is, what is the point? 
So before you get annoyed with people because something's not going your way, just try to take a step back and just say, everyone is dealing with the new norm. So let's all just try to be more understanding. Like there's some people who are just control freaks. They're used to being on top of everything. And now they're dealing with the new norm of Mm -hmm. having to work remotely and to trust that the system is working on its own. And And that they're being seen and heard. Yeah. And then that feeling of loss of value because you're not physically in someone's space, whether that's, you know, in terms of a relationship or at work, you know, it's just adjusting, like you said, offering people grace, giving people the benefit of the doubt, um, all those things matter so much more now than ever. So yes. much more. Yes. So, you know, I just wanted to share those tips. And as you those are know, excellent. Yeah. You know, there's all these online apps. You know, there's Calm, there's Headspace, mm-hmm. there's Breathe, mm-hmm. there's 10% Happier. Um, so just try to not try to do everything on your own and, and just reach out. You know, I've had people reach out and say, hey, I'm struggling and I've done the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whoever is in your squad and in your circle, it's okay to be vulnerable. Like that to me is also a symbolism of strength. Too many mm-hmm. times we're trying to be superhero. And I just hope this just allows everyone to just just accept that we can all be vulnerable, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And do what brings joy. Do more of what brings you joy. Like if I think about some of the childhood things that made me happy, whether it was drawing or painting or one of my passions, which is writing, going through day to day life as someone that works at a major organization, you know, you feel like you have all these accomplishments under your belt. You always say to yourself, I don't have enough time. I don't have the time. And now it's kind of like we have the gift of time because we have the the unfortunate gift of uncertainty, right? So do things like that. Um, You know, one thing that you and I have been talking about, Renee, is like really making sure our parents are good, making sure our moms are good. So making sure that they're keeping, you know, active mentally and that we're keeping in touch with them. I ordered my mom some adult coloring books. Nice. You know, just like things like that to um to just keep the joy going and you know we posted on our instagram page yesterday just a a, just a picture of a candle like be someone's light be someone's light because you know as we're going through you know this this process and trying to stay buoyant it's not easy for anyone as you said so you know we can just end on that positive light or sorry, positive note. <laughs> Love know, it. Be someone's, be someone's light. Um, we want to thank everyone who had signed up to come to our Race to Rise meetup, which was originally scheduled for, what was it? March? March 26. 26. March 26. Um, and we proactively, you know, made the decision to postpone it. And as soon as we're able to have it, we will. So for everyone based in London who signed up, thank you so much. We appreciate the love. We might try to do like an IG live in the coming weeks so that we can just stay connected. Maybe we'll do like a little happy hour, but um, we're just we're just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to connect with all of you through this medium. Yes, yeah, 100%. And, you know, thank you again, as Rondette said, for all your support. And we will continue to record uh, remotely. This is a new norm for us. So appreciate yeah. the love and constructive feedback in advance. But, you know, we just, again, want you to remember that everyone's race is different we want you to stay the course keep running your race and you will rise to the top take care till next time bye bye